It's the e-commerce master plan podcast here to help you grow your e-commerce business faster and more efficiently by cutting through the hype to bring you inspiration and guidance from the e-commerce sector and beyond. Here's your host, Chloe Thomas. Hello, Master Plan World. Welcome to our latest podcast. It's a pleasure to have you all out there listening. I'm Chloe Thomas, the creator of the e-commerce Master Plan. I'm an author, speaker and advisor, and I focus on e-commerce business strategy and marketing. You can join in the chat about this episode and anything else e-commerce in our Facebook group that you will find at ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash Facebook. Next up, I want to introduce you to today's special guest. Sully is the CEO and founder of Bomb Tech Golf, designing, manufacturing and selling golf clubs direct to consumers. They launched in 2012 and are on track for $7 million turnover in 2017 with a 50% year-on-year growth. Now, that's pretty impressive. So I'm looking forward to this one and I hope you are too. Hello, Sully. How are you? Thank you for having me. That's great to have you here. Um, and, and I'm good. Thank you. How are you doing today? I'm good. I'm on my second cup of coffee, so I'll Ooh. be good on my third. But no, I'm excited to be here. You know, <laughs> it's not golf season right now, but i uh, love to be on the podcast. Awesome. Well, look, I've just given our listeners a, a very quick overview of you and your business and where you are at the moment. But how did you get into e-commerce in the first place? It was not planned, um, to be to be candid with you. <laughs> So I, I was I was a sales rep for many different companies. My last job I had, I was actually a sales director for an engineering firm, um, and I got fired. And before oh. I got, yeah, it was sorry. It was, no, it's all right. No, it's the best thing that ever happened. But um, <laughs> at the time, it didn't feel like that. But before that firing happened in 2011 is when I really started try stuff online. Mm -hmm. I was obsessed with golf. I mean, I would go no matter what to the driving range or golf course every day. Wow. And my story, I was trying to compete in this niche of golf called long drive Mm -hmm. and I was terrible, but I enjoyed it. Um, so (laughs) long, long drives, like the home run derby of golf. Right. So I started uh, having a guy locally build special golf clubs, golf drivers specifically for me. So this is Uh, literally who can drive the ball the furthest. That's it. Yeah. And I I wasn't good, but I really loved it. Mm -hmm. Um, And this local club builder that was building these, he was assembling these different drivers for me. And because I was so obsessed, I had like 40 different drivers. It was was pretty crazy. And I actually ended up breaking almost all of them. And I, I like to think it was from my sheer power and strength, but that was not true. Um, so kind of out of necessity, I started building different clubs, drivers for my friends, you know, wholesaling different components. And then one day I was having a couple of beers, which is standard. And mm-hmm. uh, I was talking to old uh, university uh, roommate of mine, I'm like, man, you know, we're, I'm, I'm starting to sell a little bit. I mean, I sold like $1,000 in uh, yeah. customer drivers in like our 2011. I said, you know what? I just, of the few things I've sold, we've had issues with them or they're out of stock. I go, I really want to build my own design, my own product. And my university, you know, old flatmate, he's like, well, why don't you call the University of Vermont where we went to school and see if they would help you? Wow. And I was like, I was like, dude, I was the worst student. Like, <laughs> I, I mean, it took me five years. You know, it was it was not. Um, 
they didn't know me for my academics. Mm-hmm. And so I called them up and we started talking and they said, yeah, well, they actually have a capstone project every year. You get to work with four senior students and I worked with four students for a year. And uh, together we somehow hit a, a home run or a long drive, like we like to call yeah. it. And we made a driver design and I was like, well, let's go for it. And I just, I spent some money cause I was making decent money at my pharmaceutical sales job. I made it and just through Facebook, this is old school Facebook. This is mm-hmm. uh, when pages had insane reach. Yep. I just started talking to people, telling them before I even had the club, I'm thinking about coming with a driver. I'm designing one. So I was starting unbeknownst to me or what, what I didn't even know what I was doing. I was just documenting stuff and I was able to build a following which allowed me to launch the brand. But to your question, I never really intended to start. I kind of just was bored of my job, was obsessed with this, and just kind of went for it out of with no expectations of it being what it is today. So literally it was you you were just trying to solve this problem. You got the university on board, created this product, people wanted it. So it's like, oh, we better sell it to them. Yeah, yeah. And I actually so I started like when we started designing it. This is like looking back was probably my best move that I didn't know I was doing. Mm-hmm. I literally just asked questions. I was like, "What?" And this, these always sound weird when it's golf. Uh, <laughs> what? What? What color shaft do you want? What color head do you want? How, you know, what length driver do you play? Uh, what? Like all these just basic questions. Mm-hmm. But I only had like a thousand followers, right, on Facebook, and so people would engage, and they felt like they were actually building the brand and club with me. You know, like literally everything with the process, I literally use them as feedback. Yeah. And that really got them involved. So when it was like, I think it was March of, I think it was 2012, I had our first uh, sample made and I went out and hit it. And this is the craziest thing. I went out, uh, it was only two of two prototypes. Mm-hmm. I hit it. I went, it was like a day like today. It was like 30 degrees, snow on the ground. And I was like, I don't care. And there was one other guy at the range with me. And I, I, I went out there with a hood on, like sunglasses. So I didn't want, I didn't want anyone to see what I was doing, right? <laughs> well, just in but, case it only went 10 feet. It's like, exactly. I was freaking out. Yeah. Um, so I, I started hitting it. And the first one I hit like dead straight, like 300 yards. I'm like, no way. I'm like, oh my God, this thing's insane. And this guy actually, that was a much better golfer at the golf course, at the driver. And she's like, mm. hey, hey, what is that? I go, oh, it's a uh, bomb tech. <laughs> It's like, what the hell's bomb tech? I'm like, oh, I designed this driver with the University of Vermont. And I started pitching him on, you know, just telling him. He's, yeah. like, he's like, that's it. Nope. BS. It's not possible. I'm like, dude, I don't know what to tell you. He's like, I'm like, you want to hit it? And he hit it. He took two swings and he was a good golfer. And mm-hmm. he looks at me and he's like, how is this possible? I'm like, oh, man, he hates it. And he's <laughs> like, I just hit that farther and straighter than my brand name club. And he actually right there bought it. It was like. Whoa. That, that moment like blew my mind. How like, much more proof of concept do you need? It's like it was insane. So literally that night I put the clubs on pre-order before I even had them. Like why they were meant because the cost of manufacturing was kind of high. Um so you, so you were kind of doing a Kickstarter of your own before Kickstarter existed. Yeah, same thing. It was, stuff, it was just stuff I was doing to survive mm. and kind of make it happen. So I launched a pre-order because I mean I only had like a thousand people. And I think we did like twelve or fifteen thousand on pre-order without even having the product in stock. Wow! So for me, that was that was pretty rad. You know, I was pretty pumped about that. And 
Um, yeah, that's kind of how we, <laughs> I was like, okay, this club looks legit. And then everything else was a mess for a couple of years. And now we're, <laughs> now we're all about systems and processes, but, uh, yeah, I don't know if I even answered your question, but yeah, no, that was a exciting moment. <laughs> I think you did. I think you did. You answered an awful lot of other questions along the way, but you definitely answered the question. So I want to, I do want to get into kind of the story behind the business and what you've done to grow it and everything. But first off, let's just cover off a few key facts about the business so everyone out there can can, can quickly get to grips with you. So you're in America and you're selling just to the US or wider afield? Uh, well, we just opened up worldwide, which has been uh, game changing. So we ship, uh, we've got a uh, fulfillment center in California mm-hmm. and we now ship everywhere. Excellent. Anywhere and everywhere. So it's that's and a lot to the UK and uh, Ireland and um, all these places we never thought would be shipping to. So it's great. Cool. So all the golfers who are going, oh my god, I need that driver, which is just what golfers do. <laughs> they, they they're going to know exactly where to go by the time we get to the end of this end of this podcast. Um, sounds good. <laughs> and you know, do you presumably you sell more than drivers now? Are you doing the whole range of golf clubs? Do you do anything in in addition to golf clubs? Good question. So yeah, we finally have a full set. Um, we've got irons, drivers, three woods, uh, hybrids launching a putter. Um, so we've got everything, which has been, that took a while to build up, you know, different molds and different skews. And, uh, we do have for the holidays, we've just launched beer putt. Have you ever played a uh, beer pong? <laughs> it's not big in the U S in the UK rather, but um, I know what you mean. Because of because of movies, <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a game, but it's the same concept, but with um, putting. So it's called beer putts. We just launched that. It's actually our first item that anyone could use, non golfer or golfer. So that's kind of exciting. Nice, um, yeah, yeah. So that's exciting. But yeah, we've got full sets, and life is good. People keep buying them, and they don't return them. So I can't complain. Yeah, I like that. And uh, just so everyone knows who's listening, we're recording this in late 2017 and you'll be listening to it in 2018. So that's why we're talking about Christmas. Um, And what platform have you decided to do all this selling on? So I've been, so we sell 99% off our own website, very little on Amazon or other third parties. It's literally from our own. Yeah, it's great. Um, We use big commerce. We have done, I mean, Getting to big commerce was a nightmare because I was using, I started with uh, Intuit, went to Wix, went to Volusion, and then finally went to big commerce. So when I went to big commerce, everything was stable. I couldn't break the website. It was, it, I mean, that no, I, not to say anything negative about the other uh, platforms, but the other one before Volusion, any kind of custom code we did or edit like just to make it look how we wanted. I was spending so much with developer and it just kept breaking checkout. And at that time, every sale, cause that's when I had gotten fired was mm-hmm. literally, or every sale that I knew someone couldn't check out. I literally felt physically ill. Yeah. I swear to God, it was so bad. So big commerce, I've been on there for God, two or three years now. And we just used a basic template, probably like $199 template and we've made some customizations for speed and the checkout page. Uh, we've done head-to-head against Shopify, and we actually, this is for us, Big Commerce won um, with the same elements there. I don't think the platform matters too much as long as it's stable and, you know, people can check out. You know, I think there is yeah. design elements, you know, you need, but um, you, anyways. You have to find the right platform for you, don't you? For you, um, you know, Big Commerce is the one. 
and it sounds like it's been been great and it's like for other people it'll be something different but it's it's about making sure you find the one that ticks the boxes for you and it's that's a very personal decision I always think yeah I'm not ever in love with like a certain platform but if it works and we can implement quickly and move fast and get it to work a little better great like we are launching a membership site and another service and we're using click funnels for that because big commerce just doesn't make sense because it's mm-hmm. you know it's a membership so there's no physical product exchange really um but anyway so yeah we're we're uh we're down to try whatever but i mean we've got so many logins some days i'm like dude i don't even know where to go and those two two new angles the um the membership site and the service business i'm assuming those are both golf focused Totally. Yeah. So I've been, this has actually been two years in concept. Um, wow. We are launching. Yeah. It's been, I've been talking about this forever. So the guys in the office are like, thank God we're doing it. <laughs> uh, so you can shut up. But so January one, so probably after this podcast goes live, um, it should be live. It's just bombtechgolfacademy.com. And essentially it's a membership area. Uh, I think we're starting out, it's going to be normally 40 a month. But for anyone that's on our list or has bought product, I think it's going to be $9 a month. And essentially, it's an online lessons, virtual lessons area. So we just shot 80 videos this week uh, with a long drive pro. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we got another couple of shoots. So we're going to have, you know, I don't know how many hours of actual footage. So you can actually go and improve your game from home. We are going to have like limited edition clubs there, special pricing. And the goal is to have some recurring revenue because... This market already exists. There's some major players, and we already have a huge audience in golf that, that has asked for this. You know, mm-hmm. How do you fix your slice? How do you hit it straighter? And uh, I'm super excited because that if we can do that, our goal is twenty thousand members at nine bucks, which would be about one hundred eighty thousand a month ongoing. The goal is if we can do that, we can launch even more products and we could be more predictable. Um, so I'm really excited because I've never done that. Um, but we have a couple thousand people signed up with no promotion. So that's a good sign. Uh, just that's a very good people. sign. There's other yeah, people out there up. who've got membership sites going, you are kidding me. No promotion and he's got four figures. Ah, so, I know. Well, yeah, you're doing well. Like, I mean, we've been doing bomb tech, you know, and we've got such a loyal fan base and I'm so lucky um, that know us and they, you know, they can touch and see your actual product. So it's, I think it's, that allows the non-physical side to maybe be an easier transition, but I don't know yet. I have not proved it. Anytime we think something, it usually isn't the case. So they'll tell us. Our customers will find mm-hmm. out. And then the other thing we're launching, uh, we just got the website up today, uh, com, where it's we, we do these limited edition like snakeskin covered drivers and different camo looking, just different uh, custom paint on your clubs. All right. So you could just send in you know, a bomb tech or another brand send it to us and we'll actually go from, you know, boring to freaking cool and we'll send it back to you. So we'll uh, actually so dip in. I like yeah. it. So they don't have to buy this the limited edition. Yeah, yeah. So if you they, already have they can clock, take whatever they've got and get the look. Yeah. So I mean a lot of guys are I mean, me included, we're not pros, right? And you know, we're not gonna be ever be pros, but we want to look cool. You know, mm-hmm. and that's the thing. It's like take your club that you know, make it look insanely awesome and it's not going to be super expensive. And we just had so much success with that previous. And it's like, yeah, you already have a driver. You don't have to buy a new club from us. That'd be great. <laughs> but uh, no, so we, again, another proof of concept based around our same, uh, same market. Excellent. I like, I like the expansion that's going on here. Um, 
Now, what else do we need to ask you? Oh, what does your team look like? How many of you are there achieving all of this at BombTech? We are very lean. Um, Every time I tell people this, most of them freak out. So, and a lot has changed. But as of right now, um, there's me, which I work about, I'm the owner. I work about 20 hours a week on the business. I don't really, I don't answer emails. I don't answer phones. I don't do any day-to-day. I do mostly come in and we shoot video. And that gives us content and we'll talk about, you know, big ideas and strategies like at the academy, the dipping business. So that's really my role right now. Mm-hmm. And then I've got uh, a general manager, Chris. He does all the day-to-day inventory, forecasting. Is the website broken? Are sales good? And he does email. So he's an email expert. We just got featured in Clavio as a case study because oh, we did very like very cool. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. I, I think it was like highest ROI ever. I don't know from email. Something cool, but we're doing like 36 to 40 percent of revenue from email. Um wow. which is was well, great. I mean, we got so many automations. So he he really his biggest uh goal is to send emails that convert, right? So that's what he spends most of his time doing. And then we have uh, one customer service guy, Alex, uh, which sounds crazy, but Chris will help him. And then we have a full-time uh, video guy as well in, in-house where he just edits videos and shoots video all day. And we have actually a third party, like a, I don't know if you call it freelance, but he's his own, he's got his own business too, but he does all of our ads to optimize all of our ads. Uh, so that's how many guys, four guys, five guys. And then um, a fulfillment center. So we don't pick, pack, or ship anything ourselves. That move we made last year, we had to move three times, but they're world-class. And uh, man, that move to the current fulfillment center we have was probably the biggest cost savings and game changer we've we've made, you know, in terms of systems and operations. They're just so dialed in. It's such a um, a specific set skill set and headache fulfillment. If you can get oh, that God. out of your hands to a reliable partner who specialises in it, it just makes everything so much more straightforward, doesn't it? I mean, if you knew, I was I used to assemble these clubs myself in my basement of my house while I was on the phone doing live chat. Uh, I mean, like literally, like if you. <laughs> To look at the business a couple years ago to what it is now, it's like kind of mind blowing. So I, I do want to dive into this real quick. So I mm, think it's go for it. I was assembling the clubs because I thought we needed custom built, and I thought I needed to build them. And no one actually wanted custom. That's just what I knew. So <laughs> no, it's really this is crazy. So I did that, and then I was like, oh my god, I cannot physically build another club. It's working twenty hours a day every day, and that's when I just had my first my first kid he was a newborn and it was you know i'm running chop saws in the basement or it, it was insane but i had to do it right this is how i got it going and then i outsourced it to a, a local assembly plant mm-hmm. and they were not a fulfillment center right they were okay at assembling and they were terrible at shipping and our rates mm-hmm. were out of, out of control yeah. they couldn't handle the demand it was a nightmare so we moved again to another place and i was like these guys still aren't much better. And they were in, in, in Massachusetts, which is close to me. And I wanted to be close enough to strangle them. And then, <laughs> I mean, that was my goal. Cause I always were driving down to the other, you know, manufacturer, like mm-hmm. checking on them every week. And then, then at one point, I don't know what the moment was. We're like, all right, where is it going to be our best rates for shipping? And I'm like, dude, we ship our highest, you know, uh, location for shipping is California. Then it's Texas and Florida. 
So I'm like, why are we, sh- why do we have a place in Massachusetts? We did an audit of all our shipping. We're like, okay, if we have a fulfillment center in California, we're going to save like a ton of money. And then with their shipping rates, which are half of ours. So this year alone, not only are they 100%, 99.9% accurate, we don't have to think about it. We don't have to talk about it. Everything now becomes barcoded for a manufacturer, ships out same day before three, and we probably save 400000 this year. <laughs> so so it's like that. I, it took It was such a struggle to go from that to where we are. But man, that was game changing. What I really like about the way you've approached building the team and the what you outsource piece is that you've you've worked out where the opportunity is and then you've kind of doubled down. It's like you've gone, right, email is brilliant. Right, let's get someone permanently on email doing everything we possibly can to build out that channel. And then it's like, right, video and content is big. Let's bring that in-house as well. Ads, we need an expert. Let's get someone permanently on that and let's let's just get rid of the outsourcing. But then there's let's make it make the sorry, the fulfillment. And then let's make it really work for us. So I love the fact you've kind of gone, this is where it works for us. This is where we're gonna play and that's where we're gonna invest. I think I think a lot of e-commerce businesses spend a lot of businesses spend their time trying to tick every box rather than going, Where's the money? I'm so <laughs> if you knew me, I'm so I don't have the word frugal, but mm-hmm. if it doesn't like if it doesn't drive revenue or if it doesn't, you know, impact business in a significant way, like there's no reason for it. We're so lean, but it's, I think everyone else is, is running fat. You know, they've got, you know, digital marketing, you know, specialists and like uh content manager. They got like, you know, they're doing less revenue, but they got 10 more people than me do than me do than I do. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, it blows my mind. I'm like, man, what's your payroll? And I'm like, okay, we were doing like 1.2 or 1.4 million per person. I'd rather be where we're at and our customers are happy. So it's not like end the day, everything we do is for growth, but really for customer satisfaction. And like that really, that was the other big shift we had, not only in terms of roles, but for goals. Like we used to have revenue goals. Now we have customer goals. Like our only goal is to, is to wow people with the unexpected. So like literally every chance we have, we will invest or lose money um if there's an issue to make someone happy so they'll buy again and and that was a big shift too because back when i used to get like a return or a refund mm-hmm. i would literally try to talk the guy out of it i'm like how many swings do you take can you take some more swings because it, it cut deep right it yeah. hurt but i really found out i feel when this transition happened but when we started wowing people like someone had uh something come damaged or or like someone had a driver stolen right not by us someone just stole it we sent a brand new club no questions asked do you know what that guy you know what that guy did he made a video he posted everywhere he told that guy now (laughs) told 500 people that bomb tech golf is the greatest company in the world because they sent me a free and dude there's scammers out there there's people gonna do it but Mm -hmm. in 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 whole I trust people and I trust their customers and we'll do whatever it takes for them. And having that crazy of a mindset, awesome things happen. You know, that's really word of mouth and growth is because we don't, it's not about the money. You know, as long as we're surviving, we'll take care of you no matter what. I'm incredibly impressed at any business who's that kind of um, far seeing, I suppose, but also due to the fact you're a salesman. (laughs) <laughs> and you've and you've taken the leap towards the goal being you know your your history is to be a sales director to be a salesperson and then to take the leap from that 
arena where it's all about the money to a space where it's all about the customer satisfaction, I think is remarkable. I'll still close you on a deal, but (laughs) it's after the deal is really where we're all that's where everyone like drops the ball, right? Like, so we do handwritten notes to every customer. Uh, you know, we do welcome series. Like we, we do anything and everything to make sure when the first sale happens, they feel like a part of the team. Everyone else sees that first sale and then it's like, okay, it's over. Cool. We got the sale. It's like, no, we got that customer. Now what can we do to make them feel like the most important person and our only customer in the entire world? And that mindset is what everyone has in the office. So like they don't even have to come to anyone to make a decision, whether it's Alex, you know, or Chris or whatever, mm-hmm. like they have something they need to fix. I'm like, dude, use a credit card, send them free clubs, whatever they need, make them happy. And really just really figuring out like, and asking people like, are you actually happy? Cause we thought we were solving problems before and people actually weren't happy with solutions until we like, really were like, okay, that's what they expect let's just do the unexpected, what they won't expect us to do. That's it. You know? Yeah. Just making sure it's as as good as it could be. That's it. So, um, oh man, where do we go next? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, that's so cool. Um, so actually let's, let's talk about the selling and the trust factors because your homepage is, yeah, let's talk about the homepage because your homepage is, is very different to what a lot of e-commerce businesses would have it's kind of more of a uh, infomercial i would say because but but an infomercial with a huge amount of trust and guarantee and um reassurance for the customer is that something that you always wanted it to be like or did you did you slowly work your way up to to putting it in that way uh that's a good question i, I think really the the biggest like takeaways or or actions that move the needle for like website design or branding is really attaching a person to the brand. So like Mm -hmm. I'm all over the website. We've got people on every, there's videos on every product page, multiple ones. And if you follow us on social media, um, whether I like to or not, I go on video as much as I can, as long as I have something valuable to say. Um, And that was a big turning point for the business was really God, what year was that? Right when Facebook had video, like not to date myself, I started before Facebook had video, before selfies were a thing. Think about that. Mm. Uh, I know. So I remember I, I was uh, exhausted, didn't sleep at all, like the night before with my kid. Um, and I was like, I got to make a video. Like we're not doing any videos. This is when I was by myself. And I went in the backyard with a little like $100 camera and I hit a drive in the backyard into my net and I posted it and the, the drive sounded impressive. It sounded loud. <laughs> I said, what does your driver sound like? And I boosted it for like 300 bucks back then. Right. Mm-hmm. And I was getting, I think I got 350,000 views and like 10,000 comments. Wow. And, and you know what I did? I went through every single comment and commented and I engaged wow. at scale. And like, like that was, that was really the key was number one, I attached a human, whether I, I was the attractive character or not. Mm-hmm. Um, so people were buying, it felt like they were buying from me, which they were mm-hmm. not just some empty faceless brand. And number two, if I put content out there, I got a reaction, good or bad. I've got haters like you would not believe, which is cool. Um, yeah, that's kind of a sign you're doing something right, isn't it? If you've attracted yeah, a few it, haters. It, it, 
it didn't feel like that at first, but yeah, I, I get it now. Um, but yeah, I just really took the effort without knowing what the return on investment would be back then to comment with everyone. Cause I was like, I was like in shock. I'm like, Oh my God, this is getting this much engagement. I might as well really understand what their questions are, their concerns are and talk to them straight, like just be straight up, be an act. Cause people buy from bomb tech. Cause they, they can relate to me. as like the average dude, which mm-hmm. I am, you know, they just feel like I'm not a stuffy, you know, uh, big you're not golfer. the pro you're, you're just another oh, golfer. No pro. Yeah. So <laughs> Yeah, I'm just an average dude that they can relate to. Um, and brand, we're like, I wouldn't say the Weekend Warriors brand. But yeah, it's just one of those things. So like the website, we like to reflect that. And, you know, it's all about every single thing of marketing comes from me. Everything is signed or uh, email signatures are mine. So they feel like they're buying from me. And that was a huge piece of it. And then like uh, on the website, we try as much video as we can ton of reviews which are just happen when you sell a lot of product and uh yeah make a guarantee loud and proud and have phone numbers everywhere so we want people to call us you know we want to talk to people um i think that's a big mistake i see where you know i talked to a lot of people starting out like yeah i don't know if i want someone to call me well guess what you shouldn't be in business <laughs> or i don't know if i can have a guarantee what if they want to return it okay you shouldn't be in business <laughs> you know or you shouldn't be selling that product i mean um be confident in what you got. And if you're not, don't sell it, number one. And then number two, you better be able to communicate and want to talk to your customers. And if you don't, it's it's still a business. It's just because it's online doesn't mean you don't have to talk to people. You know it's, Exactly, because it's like your guarantee is a bit above and beyond, isn't it? What is it, 60 days on course tech? Yeah, yeah. I mean, literally. You can, uh, you can use uh, that club for 60 days and go, I don't like this. Totally. And we've had people, but I didn't care if people know us. We've had people use it for a year and they said, ah, I don't know. I don't like it now. I'll send it back. I don't even care. I'm saying like when we go above and beyond, if someone really has an issue and it's even way out that window, we're not going to fight them on anything. Like literally anyone ask us anything, we'll do it as long as it's not, you know, endangering my life. Um, I mean, really, it's like, why would I argue with someone that's like on day 90 and like, let's say he had something come up. He wants to return. What am I going to get a, or have our guys be like, dude, argue with him. Like, no, okay, no problem, man. We'll, we'll hook you up. It's not our own policy. You know, give some frame of reference. Like, all right, it's normally yeah. six, but we'll hook you up. Every time we've done that, you know what they do right then? What? They buy another club. Really? Every time. Because so they I, know I, you're low risk. They know if this club doesn't work for them either, they can come back to you and it'll be fine. It's not like they're being vindictive or trying mm. to win you over. There is such a small percent that, yeah, they're going to buy it. And be like, oh, man, I'm going to play this all season. And I'm going to get that guy Sully. And I'm going to return it. The amount of people that – I mean, the amount, but that's how people think as business owners. The amount of people that actually do that is probably less than a half of a, of a tenth of a percent. It's like no one. So it's yeah. like if someone does it, they just didn't have enough time to get on the course or they had some issue come up. And I'm okay with extending whatever we have to make them truly happy. Because what they're either going to be pissed and never buy again or you're going to wow them. And they're going to give you another shot or they're going to tell people. So it's like, do all in or all out. I'm all in. You well, know? you know, and, and worst case scenario, which is probably quite likely, they're going to be carrying your clubs around moaning about them to anyone else they play golf with. And it's like, whoa, we don't want that out there. <laughs> exactly. Same thing. 
Okay, I think we're going to have to go into the top tips round, although I could quite frankly continue this conversation for quite a lot longer. I think we should probably get on with it. I love this section because it gives all of us some really great tips, not that we haven't had several of those already today, but some really great tips to take our business to the next level. So Sully, first up is your book top tip, please. If everyone listening to this podcast agreed to take Friday off and read a book to make their business better, which book would you recommend? Oh God, I knew this would be a question. I actually don't read books. That's allowed. That's okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so is that no no recommendation there or something else to do on Friday that would help uh, their business? I'm big, I'm big in a podcast. So I listen to okay. a lot of podcasts. Um, your podcast, a couple other ones. I, I think if you can just um, listen to different podcasts and look for one one tactical tip that you can then use without getting overwhelmed. I see more people go deep, read 20 books, re- watch every podcast, read every blog, and then they're so confused. Mm-hmm. My advice is just, yeah, have your ear to the ground, listen to stuff you like, read stuff you like, and only pick one actual thing to test a month. Don't get overwhelmed. That's that's how we do it. Oh, nice. Um, given I know a lot of people, this is the first podcast they listen to. So, is there another podcast? I'm going to let you do this. Is there another podcast out there you'd recommend to the listeners? Uh, I I kind of like this. Is kind of not e-commerce related. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dan Locke. He's a consultant. I think he's got some interesting ideas and points that are. I can take in our own business. I actually try not to listen to too many e-commerce podcasts. Mm-hmm. I try to listen to different industries. Uh, so that one's pretty good. I'm trying to think if there's another one. Uh, Ecom Crew, That those guys are e-commerce specific, and we sometimes get ideas or things that I totally disagree mm-hmm. with them on. Um, <laughs> That's usually what happens when I listen to e-commerce. I'm like, oh my God, they're doing that. I'm going to go insane. And then I end up turning it off. So I just, (laughs) you know, I think there's different thought leaders that you can change your perspective on. That's all. Excellent recommendations. Um, The traffic top tip next then, which marketing method do either prize above all others or doesn't, don't think gets the press it deserves? Uh, Well, everyone's talking Facebook ads. I mean, Mm -hmm. that, they work. You know, I can't argue that. I think the biggest assets, like we look at things as pillars and assets. So for us, Facebook group we have, we've got 28,000 strong in that group. And it's a, you know, that's an ongoing brand building group. It's under the Bomb Tech Golf Group. So that asset, when we first launched like our wedge set, um, we did no promotion. This is like when there's only two of us. Mm-hmm. And we had like 10,000 members or 8,000. We did one post on a product launch that did 60K in one day from wow. one post. So our group is massively powerful. Um, email. So you got to get new traffic in. Facebook ads are good, but really going deep on email. Like, and again, I'm not talking just email blasts and flows. We're talking extreme segmentation. And, you know, like we'll send a certain email, doesn't get engaged with, we'll send a different title. Like there's, and that our email guy could go so technical on it, mm-hmm. but just feel like if you feel, and most owners I talk to are like, man, I'm just emailing too much. There's no such thing. Unless you're emailing, <laughs> if they really don't want to hear from you, you're, they're going to get off your list anyways. So email them more, right? And um, just put out content that like overall is a strategy for traffic put out content that gets a reaction like for us we go we're all in on video almost every post is video mm-hmm. and almost every post gets a ton of hate and a ton of love and that's what we want 
too many people are scared trying to run in the middle. And um, if your content and your offer isn't good, I can talk about traffic all day and none of that's going to matter. So yeah. you got to get that stuff right and your offer right. And then you can go crazy with ads. A lot of new e-commerce, you know, people that I talked to are like, yeah, I just got to get my ads from man. You're, you have no videos. Your offer is crap. You've got no content. It's like you, you, you may get lucky, but it's not a long-term, uh, it's not a long-term play. So those, that's what I recommend. Excellent. And the tool top tip, maybe a collaboration tool, a social media plug in a phone app or just a way of working. Is there a cool little tool you use that makes you and your team more efficient from day to day? We honestly use Skype. So I work, um, I know that's kind of a boring one, but I work from home mostly uh, in the office three to four days a week. And we always just message ideas on Skype. And that's how I communicate with the entire team and group messages. And then, um, you know, Clavio has been pretty big. And mm-hmm. I know that's a specific e-commerce tool. Um, but the segmentation that it has with big commerce in terms of email, again, email is a big, it's a huge piece. And we've done 2.2 million just in email alone this year. Wow. Um, so those two things and just having, I think, a flow. I know this isn't a specific tool, but so we've got a flow or a funnel where we have our content person. So I, I put myself on camera. Our video guy edits. He makes three or four different variations. He then funnels that to the ad guy. The ad guy makes different variations. We test. fail Failures, we kill. Uh, things that go well, we uh, amplify. And we just have that funnel. So I come mm-hmm. in, shoot. He edits. He posts. We test. And it's just an ongoing, evolving thing that allows us to test quicker, try things faster. And really having that internal funnel has been huge and just messaging quickly with Skype, like, yo, I've got this idea. Okay, we got video and at one o'clock we'll do boom, let's go. Another benefit of the doubling down on the things which work. It's like this works, this is how we're gonna do it. Let's just get on with it and stop laughing. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, then the startup top tip. If you met someone this weekend who's thinking of starting an e-commerce business, what would be your first tip for them? Get a job at an e-commerce company. Oh, good good advice. I mean, Learn on I, someone I, else's time. I have so many people that hit me up for this and they're going product. Like if they really want to try, I don't want to tell them no, but I would tell them to get a job at a small company like us. Um, but if you really want to start, don't start with the product, start with your passion. I have so many people hit me up about drop shipping and it's never about the product. You can't chase a trend. If you try to chase fidget spinners, it's going to be too late. If you try to chase... <laughs> Wolf mugs, whatever it is, it's going to be too late. I did this because I love golf. We're launching a ski brand, some other stuff because I love those. Mm -hmm. And you could talk about it and build a brand and build an audience without having a product, then monetize later. So I tell people, uh, build up a Facebook group, start a YouTube channel, start a page, make content yourself, and just ask for feedback, just like I did way back in 2012. And then you'll at some point, you earn the right to offer product or service to someone. More fantastic advice. Uh, Masterplan World, you can find those top tips and links to everything else we've been chatting about in today's episode by heading over to ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash podcast, where you'll see a link to this show. Now, Sully, before we say goodbye, could you please let the listeners know where they can find you and your amazing golf clubs on the web and social media, please? Sure. So bomb tech golf, B O M B T E C H G O L F.com. You can email me direct Sully at bomb golf.com. If you guys want to talk, uh, Facebook, uh, Instagram, our group, they're all at bomb golf as well. 
Okay. And um, I'm sure several people have been very inspired by your story and how you're running things. You do a bit of consulting as well, don't you? Do you want to let them know how they can get in touch with you if they're interested in getting your opinion on their businesses? Yeah, sure. So because of, you know, recent interviews and our success getting out there, uh, you know, I just started uh, some consulting to help those that I think I can really help. You know, our my kind of my, my goal with this is kind of what I did with golf where, uh, an agency that's actually done it because I hired and fired so many that had never <laughs> done it themselves, which is OK. Um, well, it wasn't for me at the time because I wasted a lot of money. And time. <laughs> but I, at this point in my life, you know, I, I hope I can help out uh, people that really that want to get there, because if I can do it, anyone can. So I started um, a website just called uh, Tyler Sully. T-Y-L-E-R-S-U-L-L-Y.com. Um, it just has a quick video about, you know, my five things that we can help with. So if you guys want to hit me up, feel free to fill that out, schedule a call. We are pretty busy, so we're not promoting with ads, just referrals and stuff. Uh, but yeah, I just started just because people were hitting me up so much. And I feel very fortunate and grateful to, I mean, go from in my basement struggling credit cards maxed out uh to being fired from my day job to doing almost eight figures so if i can pass the torch of baton on to someone else and they can do that i mean that's kind of where i, I would feel really good if i can keep doing that and help people you know live a life that they want and not work for someone else wow marvelous look i'll add links to all of that and everything else we talked about today in the show notes masterplan world you can find those at ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash podcast or just go to the website click on the podcast tab or use the search box sally you've been an absolute star um so much great advice so much clever insight from that top level view it's been absolutely brilliant and your story is a is phenomenal um so thank you so much for for being on the show and i wish you all the best of luck for 2018 Thank you so much. It was a pleasure to do it. I don't get to talk about it e-commerce enough. None of my friends like uh, we don't talk about e-commerce around dinner table. So no, I really enjoyed it. Hopefully there was some value there and uh, I appreciate it. Hopefully we do a follow-up one uh, in 2018. Oh, that sounds like a plan. Offer accepted. <laughs> cool. Thank you very much. Oof. Wow. Um that was an amazing story, wasn't it? And I'm I'm aware that several of you may have wanted me to dive into the Facebook ads or exactly how they went about the um about the the huge growth that they're experiencing. But I think you can really take from the from the interview that how they've gone about growing is by having that laser focus on what's working, how do we do more of it, how do we look after our customer. And I think those are the two key things. What they've found to work is the content. And the best way to get that out to the customer is the emails and the Facebook. And once you've got that model, you've got that sorted in your business, just focusing in and making that as good as it can possibly be is really going to pay dividends. A a fantastic interview there from Sully. I'm quite blown, uh, uh, as you can tell from that one, because that's got my brain going. And I promise you we will get him back on the podcast later on in 2018 to talk about what they're up to now, because I think there's still lots more we can learn from him. Okay, if you've got any questions about this one or anything you want to discuss, then please do join in the chat in our Facebook group, the ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash Facebook. Have a great week, all of you, and keep optimising. Thank you for listening to the e-commerce master plan podcast. Find out more at ecommercemasterplan.com.